Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to the 12th episode of Living Epistle Podcast. As you know, the focus of my podcast over the past several weeks has been on health and wellness. We'll continue tonight in that vein. On the July 10th episode, we talked about how vital water and hydration are to our health. On the July 17th episode, we talked about the importance of fresh air and sunshine and how important they are to our health. On the July 24th episode, we talked about how important the right kind of meditation is to our mental and psychological well-being. And last week, we talked about how critical rest, physical and spiritual, is to our well-being. This week, I want to talk about the heart. Naturally, the first thing we think about is the human heart. Our heart is roughly the size of our fist, and it sits in the middle of our chest, slightly to the right. It's the muscle at the center of our circulatory system, pumping blood around our body as our heart beats. This blood sends oxygen and nutrients to all parts of our bodies, and it carries away any unwanted carbon dioxide and waste products. Our circulatory system is a complex network of different blood vessels. And there are three um, primary types of blood vessels. They are arteries, and the arteries carry oxygen-rich blood from our heart to all parts of our bodies, and they get smaller as they get further away from the heart. There are the veins, and those are the vessels that carry blood lacking oxygen back towards our heart, and they get bigger as they get closer to our heart. And then there are the capillaries. The capillaries, they connect the smallest arteries to the smallest veins, and they help exchange water, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and other nutrients and waste substances between the blood and the tissues around them. And hold on, I know I'm not, this is not a biology class, so relax, but I have to pause right here and say I can't help but just even in talking about the complexity of what the body does in the heart, just I think about the scripture in Psalms where the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that just came into my mind and in my heart, even as I was looking at the heart and its and its function. Um, and so it just is it, it's amazing. And so in order for the heart to keep pumping regularly, it needs electrical signals which are sent to the heart muscle, telling it when to contract and when to relax. And the contracting and the relaxing of our heart creates and it generates that pressure within the blood vessels. And this is what referred to as, you guessed it, blood pressure, right? And so the blood pressure is a measure of the pressure within the arteries. And it plays a vital role in, in the ways uh, that our heart delivers flesh, uh, fresh blood to, our, um, to, to all of our body parts. And this blood, it travels throughout our body uh, quickly enough that it, um, in order for it to travel through our bodies quickly enough, it has to be under pressure. And this is created by the relationship between, you know, our heart's pumping action, the size and the stretchiness of our blood vessels and the thickness of the blood itself. And that's why it's so critical, family, for us to have a proper diet, to have proper nutrition, to have proper exercise. And that really is what prompted this whole series to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do to be able to physically, at least, um, take care of this temple. And here's why, you know, one of the things we find is, and we know this particularly in our community, is that uh, we have a problem with obesity. Well, here's the problem. When we're overweight, the heart has to work extra hard to pump blood to every part of the body. And so as a result of the heart working extra hard, that creates high blood pressure, 
Well, the medical term is hypertension. It's high blood pressure. But here's the other thing. Diabetes, again, another uh, disease that's prevalent in our community. Diabetes has a negative impact on our circulatory system. And almost every one of us listening to this podcast and think of people who uh, may have issues with circulation in their feet. Uh, Some people we may know have even had to have their uh, limbs amputated as a result of poor circulation due to diabetes. It can also lead to organ failure. Again, really important. And then going back to this whole thing about hydration. A lack of proper hydration can lead to low blood pressure or hypotension, which then creates a whole nother series of uh, uh, issues and health challenges. So simply put, there is absolutely a direct correlation between our qua- the quality of our daily lives and the healthiness of our hearts. And this is so true as it relates to the biblical meaning of heart. And here's something, a fun fact, family. The word heart occurs in the Bible 830 times. 830 times the word heart appears in the Bible. And most of them, the overwhelming majority of them, have nothing to do with the physical heart. It does in some instances, but the overwhelming majority does not have to do with the actual physical heart that I just described. When the Bible uses the word heart, it primarily refers to that ruling center of the whole person is the spring of all desires. You see, the heart in the Bible is seen as the seat of the will, the intellect and our feelings. Modern day terms would be our character, our personality, or our mind would be other ways to describe the heart um, when the Bible is talking about the heart. And according to the Bible, the heart is not only the center of all physical activity, but it is the center of all operations of human life. So let me give a couple of examples. The heart is the home of the personal life, and therefore a person is designated according to his or her heart. And guys, everything I'm going to tell you, you absolutely know there's scripture to back it up, but for the sake of time and not giving too much information, I won't give the scriptural references for all, but I will give some. And so when we talk about the home of the personal life or who that person is and how they're designated according to their heart, the Bible talks about someone having a wise heart. They talk about someone having a pure heart. They talk about people having an upright or a righteous heart. They talk about people having a good heart. Those are things that describe uh, heart or the character or the, the home of the personal life in the Bible. And then the heart is our mental center. Um, the Bible talks about that the heart knows. It talks about the heart that understands. It talks about the heart that reflects or that the heart that considers or that the heart that remembers. Those are all mental qualities or mental attributes, but the Bible uses the word heart. And then the heart is our emotional center. This one we can definitely relate to, I think, very clearly. The heart is our seat of joy. It's that place of courage. It's also that place of pain. It's that place of anxiety. It's that place of despair or sorrow or fear. And I think we all can relate to that. And we know that because sometimes we, when, when our loved one passes, we, we say our heart hurts. And so we understand that from an emotional standpoint. The heart also, though, the biblical heart is also the moral center. God tries the heart. God sees the heart. God refines our heart. He searches our heart. And the Bible even goes on and talks about that 
uh, mankind or man, the Bible says man in me, meaning mankind, the heart of man is desperately wicked, right? The Bible calls it perverse and deceitful. However, God doesn't leave us right there. God also says that because of the work that he does, God gives us a clean heart and he also gives us a new heart. And we can thank God for that. Right. And the heart also is the seat of conscience. In other words, it's the seat of morality. It's the seat of our integrity. It's the seat of our ethics. And I wanted to read the scripture here, Hebrews 10.22, when we're talking about the heart is the seat of conscience. The, in Hebrews 10.22, it says, it'll be the New King James Version. It says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And again, the conscience is that place which receives love and peace from God. Romans 5, 5 says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out where in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And again, peace that we receive in our hearts, Colossians 3 and 15. And it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. And here it is. It is the dwelling place of the spirit of the Lord. And, you know, I have to read. I have two scriptures I have to read on there. It's Second Corinthians one verses 21 through 22. And it says, now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So the spirit of the living God dwells in our hearts. And Ephesians 3 and 17 reads that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. So what does all this mean? In closing, I really see two really main similarities between our physical hearts and this ruling center of this of our person, this spring of all of our desires. In other words, the biblical definition of heart. First, if you recall from earlier when I was talking about the physical heart, one of the things that really caught my attention is that it was telling me that the closer the blood vessels are to the heart, the bigger they become and the further away they are from the heart, the smaller they become. Biblically, what do I see this as? Biblically, I see this as the closer we get to God, the greater our wisdom becomes, the greater our courage becomes, the greater our joy becomes, the greater our strength becomes, the greater our peace becomes. Why? Because we're closer to the source. We're closer to the one that is the sustainer of life. But here's the other part, the flip side of that. Remember, uh, for the vessels, the further away they get from the heart, the smaller they become. Well, guess what? Fear, anxiety, despair, doubt, sorrow gets smaller because they are far from God. How do we know? The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And what about this thing about anxiousness? The Bible also tells us in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So the closer we get, the stronger we get, the more wisdom we have, the more courage we have, the more joy we have, and all those other things that are not of God become smaller because they are so far away from who he is in us. Amen. And then the second thing that I see is that the quality of our daily life is greatly enriched and is greatly enriched because of our healthy heart. And our heart is made healthy by totally surrendering it to Jesus Christ. And just like our physical hearts receive electrical signals telling it when to contract and when to relax, we need those heavenly signals from the Holy Spirit. We need those heavenly signals from God on high telling us when to advance and when to stand still, telling us when to speak and when to be silent, telling us when to pursue and when to rest. Right. Just like the heart gets those signals, we need those signals. And then when we receive those signals from the Holy Spirit, then we function the way that we're supposed to function. Why? Because the word of the Lord tells us that because in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. And as a result, therefore, our heart is right, meaning that the very core of who we are is right. And now we're functioning the way we're supposed to function. Why? Because by his spirit, by his grace, by the love of God, by the peace of God, by the grace of God that is within us, we're now getting the nutrients that we need in order for us to function the way that we should. And not only that, but by being close to God, the waste and those things that uh, are not meant to be inside of us now are being carried away because just like in the blood in the heart, it's doing what it's supposed to do, filling it with the nutrients and taking away those things that are in the waste that are not supposed to be there. And so it is as we draw close to God. So it is as we allow him to take over the center of who we are, the center of our will, the center of our thoughts, the center of our emotions the center of our conscience, we begin to function and the quality of our lives, the quality of who we are, the quality of our daily existence greatly enriches because we're functioning the way that God intended for us to function in him. We live and move and have our being. Remember, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle.